Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show, and watch your life grow. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Philippe Matthews Show. Today we have uh, a phenom uh, in the startup world. His name is Don Hollowack. He is the co-founder of Twitch Sprout, uh, which is uh, a one-stop shop dashboard uh, for social metrics for your Twitter and for Facebook pages. Uh, I have. They have launched on the 9th of January. I have been using it every single day. I keep it on uh, uh, all day and refer to it uh, every couple of hours. And I have made a significant difference uh, in my behavior uh, on Twitter and Facebook uh, in, in, in just a week. It's It's been absolutely crazy. But before I talk about my story, let's get Dan on the phone. Hey, Dan, what's happening, man? <laughs> Hi there, Philippe. How are you? I'm great, man. Thanks for being on the show. No, thanks for having me on the show. This is great. Dude, I absolutely love uh, this uh, app. This is incredible. Uh, I remember we talked a, a little while ago when you were in beta and you were just uh, going through all of the things necessary to launch and get everything done on time, and we were just kind of talking about what it's going to do, and uh, you, you've done it. Yes, yes, we have. Yeah, and thank you for the positive feedback. We've been we've been really fortunate that uh, I guess as is the nature of social media, um, people have been emailing and tweeting at us how much they're enjoying the dashboard, and uh, it's just it's so great to hear. You know, especially being a small team and a startup, uh, it goes a long way. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you you really designed the heck out of the thing. I mean, you have, a, you know, like the little question mark on the side with the metrics, which explains what the metrics are and, and how to look at them, and then how you have it set up where you give suggestions, you know, on uh, if, you know, if, if, if you have this number of people yep. that are following you around this time, then you should do this. It's just it's fantastic. I can't we believe actually, how simple it is, but I know it's very complicated to, to, to produce. <laughs> well, that question mark, is, it's funny you mentioned that question mark, uh, the little help tips, because we literally, um, actually the story goes, we stayed up all night before we launched. And a big part of that was designing that help layer because we were, we were gearing up for launch. We thought we would have everything together. And mm-hmm. then I think it was the day before we, we were like, holy smokes, there's, like, people are going to look at these analytics, and not everybody's going to know exactly what to do, like how to read them and how to take action, right? And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one of the things that we, we absolutely do not want to become one of those analytics companies that just throws a bunch of graphs at you and says, you know, figure it out. Mm-hmm. So this was, this was the best way we could imagine to actually embed our, our pro tips within the app itself. So, you, so when you're using the help tips, we, um, we show you your metric and all the help tips are wrapped around it. 
that was so great. I love that before. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so that was that was a last minute decision, you know, that you can do, uh, in, a, in a small team and, and stuff. And we just we threw it together the day before the launch, and I think it really helped everybody. The other cool thing that I like about it, uh, Dan, is that I can just PDF snap it real quick. You've got a little thing on the other side for PDF or 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 or, or uh, export it to to spreadsheet. I can print that out, and then I can go to my folks and say, okay, this is what we need to do. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like if you if you, if you go into a meeting or you're working with somebody, um, that's the way it all started, right? The one the one page Twitter dashboard. It was mm-hmm. just how I started branding it, you know, about eight months ago. And we've you know we'll always keep that PDF functionality so that you can print it, take it to meetings. Agencies use that quite often. It's funny how everybody uses the product differently. And now we can we can look at the, all that behavior. Some agencies mm-hmm. are. Every week they're printing all their clients' PDFs and taking it to meetings with them. Um, other agencies are using the CSVs a lot and and mashing that data up with other with other elements. So um, I'm really glad those features have been provided. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Now the other thing that you have uh, on here that I like is that you can add not only your Twitter account, but you can order you you can put in a competitive account. Talk to us about that and 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 how how this thing can scale because it's pretty robust. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we're actually in the process. It's funny you mentioned that we're in the process of rebranding the product and, and how to communicate it. Now is more of a a tool for for tracking and analyzing your competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've really we've, we've covered the basics of the Twitter and and Facebook page tracking, but um, we've become really knowledgeable in in the public API calls that you can make for other people's Facebook pages and for other people's Twitter accounts. Okay. So we have we have some people that have added, I mean, I've got a few demo accounts that I use um, that, for example, we've added every every NHL team. There's like 62 accounts, 31 for Facebook, 31 for, for Twitter. Um, I've added every automotive company. Wow. I've added, uh, so I, I can tell you, you know, Audi versus BMW versus Mercedes versus Chevrolet, how they're doing in Twitter and Facebook. Um, what, so basically what we can do now is almost a form of predictive analytics that say, if you're in this sector um, and, you, and you behave this way and you have this level of activity, you should see this level of results because wow. you are creating a very similar community, right? So when people say, you know, how do I get started? This is how you get started. You can sign up and add some of your competitors and then get focused on what they're doing. What are they doing right? What are they missing out on? Um, mm-hmm. And then you can you can use that to set some really good uh, you know benchmarks and, and some goals on on what you can you can achieve and, and how to get there. That is so awesome. Okay, so let's go back a little bit of, uh, on on how this all began. Um, you know, your background is in business intelligence. Is that right? Right. Um, why did you decide how, did, how you know, what's the story of how Twit, uh, uh, Twitch route, uh, got its, its beginnings, uh, and, and, and incub- you know, incubated in the, in the belly of your brain <laughs> with your other partners? Why? How did this happen? Well, um, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, I, I've been in business intelligence for a while. I started in the, in the technology sector at Research in Motion, a makers of the BlackBerry there in Waterloo. And um, 
Then I went into, into healthcare, which was a really interesting sector, looking at how patients flow throughout a health system. And uh, in, my last, in my last co-op, when I was in university, I was working for a financial company um, that, that ran mortgages, and I was to do the analysis on mortgages. And probably mm-hmm. needless to say, I was, I was bored out of my mind. So my mind wandered. <laughs> my mind wandered, and, and you know, at that time, I was my my close friends and I had started to see the value of social media for personal branding purposes, mm-hmm. and really started to get more engaged on Twitter. And so, I didn't see a good tool out there that I was really happy with to track my progress. And I I know Twitter Counter is very popular. Um, they've been around for a while. And so I tried using Twitter Counter, but I wanted to know more. I wanted a higher frequency level of tracking. Like daily wasn't enough for me. I wanted to see my behaviors in the morning to afternoon. Um, if I went to a conference, if I tweeted a great article, what results was that having? And be able to check it throughout the day. So I just used the tools I had at the time to put together the first one-page dashboard based on the work that I'd already been doing and making like these one-page executive dashboards mm-hmm. for different companies. So that's, that's how it all got started. I was just a little disenchanted with what was out there. I put together my own dashboard. I started tracking, because of the competitive element, I was curious about what some of the, um, you know, the people that I idolized on, on Twitter and how did they manage their accounts? How fast were they mm-hmm. growing? How, how many people were they, they following? Were they unfollowing people as they grew? Like, I think still on our homepage, you can see, you know, Starbucks, is unfollowing people consistently while they keep growing. Like, what causes a company to do that? Um, what what sure. results does it have on your on your network? So, so yeah, that's how it all got started. And like most startups, I think you you build a product. You don't really intend to make it into a company at first. It's just a tool to solve a problem, and then you share it with friends, and um, and people start to find it really valuable and say, you know, you should continue on with it. So that's obviously what you did, and you continued on, and you brought in, you know, other other uh, uh, friends of yours uh, to to help make this thing robust and and scale it out, uh, and then you guys put it on the Amazon cloud, I believe. Is that right? Right. Yeah. No. That's, that's and that's really important. Like my my co-founders Abby and Adrian are are just incredible. Um, we. It, it, it's interesting. It was kind of a serendipitous uh, now. We all came together where I knew that we had. I knew I had to scale somehow. This was running on a computer in my bedroom at the time, um, and I was getting phone calls from people that wanted to have thousands of accounts set up. And uh, I'm looking at my computer and it was just not gonna, not gonna happen. So I, I went onto Facebook and I sent a, a message to anybody in any of my networks, you know, because you can send a private message. Even if they're not your friends, you can send them a private message. I did a search for anybody who had worked at Amazon because I knew that, you know, they had some of the most robust cloud computing. Mm-hmm. I sent out about 15 or 20 messages that just said, you know, please meet with me for coffee. Um, I want to spend a little bit of time with you just talking about what I need to do here. And Abby and Adrian were the two people I met with, you know, two days later. And now they're my co-founders. So uh, it's just so interesting looking back um, because now you can look back and start to connect the dots. And I couldn't really mm-hmm. at the time, but, but it's very interesting how teams start to form and come together. And from that point on, um, I was able to breathe a little easier knowing that everything is, is now running and very scalable. And they've, and they've been amazing at, at building that. Absolutely. So what was your, uh, you know, first round of funding? How did you go about that? What did that look like? 
you know, did you know what you needed to do uh, if if uh, money came in, where that would first be allocated? How are you growing scale? Right. Yeah. No. Of course. Um, we're still. We haven't taken on any outside funding yet. Um, we received a you know a small small loan from the government early on that we applied for, but mm-hmm. we haven't really done a seed round or a excuse me or a Series A. And we're in the process of talking with a few different investors um, and just looking for you know for the right time. This is a big decision for for a startup to make. You know when when to set that up. But we have we've been really fortunate in just how we bootstrap products. I put in some of my own you know money personally in the beginning mm-hmm. to help get this going, and then we we brought on a large client in, in Europe actually. That I don't know if you recall back, but we ran this. Um, this large event for Obama's Twitter town hall mm-hmm. over the summer when Obama decided to answer questions posed via Twitter and he was going to respond to tweets live on camera for the nation. So we were all sitting in the back room of a house where we were working you know, at that time. And uh, it was Adrian who said, you know, we should be tracking these tweets and see if he's really responding to the questions that are tweeted and retweeted or if he's just choosing the most influential people to, to answer. So, so we did. We tracked like 200,000 tweets, and we built this great infographic, and that was picked up on CNN and Mashable. And at the time, we didn't know what we were putting together. We, just, we were working for three days without sleep and, and doing our best to get something out the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that turned out to be really magical, just in giving our startup a nice boost. And it was a, a company in Europe who noticed it and they gave us a call and said, we want, to, we want to pay you to build a similar dashboard for a rugby league that we sponsor in Europe. So, mm. um, and that's really where a large chunk of our money is, has come in um, early on. And we were able to bootstrap the Twitspro product while building this product for the company in Europe. Um, and yes, it's a custom job and startups, you know, I, I have a tendency to shy away from all the custom work, right? Because it's not mm-hmm. as scalable. But I think that's how a lot of startups, especially bootstrap ones, get going. You have you have a big tuna next to your boat um, that's kind of feeding you along the way, um, and they require some time and some effort to to, to, to manage and, and make sure those projects are on track and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit of a distraction, but uh, but in the end, it it could end up being more valuable because you get to keep the equity in your company and um, and keep your products running. Yeah. Well, I think that's absolutely fantastic and fascinating, and congratulations on that because uh, you have uh, more control uh, and more flexibility. You can maneuver quickly if something goes wrong, or you you say, "Hey, I think this is something that our our uh, that the people want," uh, uh, and so we can get it in there and just put it up and 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 done and test it out and make it happen. Uh, exactly. I can't necessarily always do that when you have VCs or angels, you know, when you've gone through that round of funding, you're, you're held to another, you know, level of accountability, and so that can slow things down. Right. Yeah, of course. And I don't feel like we've demonstrated the full value of our company yet. We've got a lot of, um, we've got a couple of great products that we're still holding in-house that aren't mm-hmm. quite done, but they're very innovative, and they um, they're all focused in the area of real-time streaming processing. Some interesting work in um, in real time alerts about conversations that are going on on Twitter. We've been doing things like sensing earthquakes and, and aggregating information really quickly about what's going on. Um, so that's kind of there's a few things going on internally, and I like to wait before we start reaching out for investment to bring those to light. 
Mm-hmm. That sounds hot. I can't wait for that. <laughs> that is awesome. Now, you also have uh, a major client. You have Fox News using your stuff. We do. Yeah, that, that's correct. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Those little guys over there, yeah, you know. This <laughs> was great. How did we get in touch with Fox News? It was, uh, I think it was one of those cases where they just started using the beta and we reached out to them um, and they were interested in having more and more accounts on board. And, and this is where in a beta, I mean, you're learning like crazy. Um, I didn't know a lot, you know, so many different markets and how they were going to end up using our product until you meet the first one, right? And you talk to mm-hmm. them. We stayed very close to our customers. Um, and it's just it's provided so much value. So with Fox News, like any large media organization, they've got many, many different properties to manage in social mm-hmm. media. So I think like Fox has got in the realm of 10 or 20 accounts themselves, right, just across um, all their different news channels, um, across the country. You don't realize how many properties they have to manage. And, and Twitchbooks become a great tool for that because of the way that we – we allow them to group all the data on the leaderboard, and then they've created pockets of accounts where, of course, you, if you wanted to, you could track Huffington Post, New York Times, CNN, mm-hmm. um, whatever you like. So, yeah. Brilliant. Love it. Now, you guys also uh, did some work with the Emmys. Is that right? We did do some work on the Emmys. That was, the Emmys was where we stretched our wings a little bit in this area of the real-time processing. So... Um, if you look at a, we have this listed in a blog post, and Adrian did in an awesome, you know, guided video coding webinar on on how to create, how he created that application in about a 24-hour period after the end wow. finished. Wow. Um, but Twitter open sourced a new platform called Storm, and it's a terrific platform for scaling any real-time processing of data. So we thought, you know, here's a great opportunity with the Emmys going on to, to try this out. So we captured all of the tweets that came in for the Emmys, stored them all in our own database, and then we created a replay server that shot those tweets back out at us as if they were happening in real time. But we could actually speed that up so we could watch the Emmys, you know, the two-hour Emmys in two minutes. And, wow. and, then, and then graph, so we assign different keywords to um, you know, all the different awards and, and nominees and whatnot. And so we would have different shows listed on the graph, and you can see that video on our blog. And as those tweets are coming in and the awards are being given out, you can see the reaction across Twitter and how people are talking about it. So this kind of technology has got implications in all kinds of areas, whether it's in, you know, natural disasters or sports or brand name monitoring. Um, we're starting to, to look at some very, very interesting applications. That's absolutely incredible. This is great. So, so with Twitch Sprout, um, what is your prediction? Uh, you know, for for the next uh, six months to a year, uh, in terms of social media, you know, Facebook pages uh, versus uh, Twitter. Where are we headed? What's new? What's right. coming on the horizon that we need to look out for? Well, I had um, an interesting note here is I had an opportunity to, to chat with one of the directors at Facebook and, and just last week. And mm. we, just, we just decided to connect, you know, regarding Twitter, and I wanted to ask them, you know, what, what do you, Facebook, want 
third-party analytics companies like us to be doing because we don't want to step on your toes, right? We want to provide mm-hmm. a, a different service that's still helping people realize the value of Facebook. And one of the things we wanted to know out of that meeting was, um, is the whole subscribers thing, is that really taking off? Because now you have this ability to follow anybody, to follow their personal updates. Mm-hmm. And he said he said it is in a big way. So Facebook hasn't really had to um, put much advertising around that feature, but but he shared with me that that's really taking off. So that leads me to believe that there is there's these lines blurring between Facebook pages and Facebook profiles now. And we've had people approach us um, that have said. You know, should I should I be having a Facebook page anymore? Should I keep my profile? Um, and and I don't even think Facebook had a had a great answer for that, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I do see I see things coming back to to the Facebook profile in a big way uh, because of the way businesses are being becoming so personal. Um, I would rather follow even some of the companies that I follow on Twitter. I I, I follow the individual, the VP or the CEO of that company, mm-hmm. instead of following the company account itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they tend to share that news anyway. All the important stuff comes up comes from them, and you also get those nice insights into who they are, and 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 as a, one of the leaders of the company, what's um, how the company is being guided, like what that culture is like that you're, sure. you're involved with, even as a customer. So that's, I guess, part of my prediction for for Facebook, and and Twitter. I mean, Twitter is just taking off. I would say one of the things that we're really excited about with Twitter is, of course, the mobile platform. And what they've been doing with with iOS, so um, we we really believe that this is going to result in a big spike in the geotag tweets, and that's a game changer. Being able to track what people are saying in real time to a specific location, um, it, it'll be big. I'm sure that there's lots of companies you know already looking looking at that at that right now. Mhm, mhm. You you also said that um, geo uh, geotag content is on the rise as well. Is that right? Yes, yeah. And that's what I meant by by those geotag tweets. Um, that ability to just click a button on your phone and that tweet is, is geotagged to the exact latitude, longitude coordinate. People becoming are becoming more comfortable with opening up that level of privacy now, mm-hmm. and and then the technology is enabling it by this integration to the mobile phones. So, um, so for example, when, we, when, we're, when we're tracking the word, the word earthquake in, in, across Twitter, when there's a spike, we can zone in on where those people are that are tweeting and track that outwards if we want. Wow. There's all kinds of, impli- like, there's all kinds of implications of what you can do once you, um, once you have more, more geotag tweets on location or um, track what's going on, yeah, in any kind of an area. So it be that sport matches or big conferences or, yeah. Incredible, incredible. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, uh, I also love about uh, Twitch Sprout uh, that uh, so, so the other, some of the other uh, social platforms can do is that I can uh, go back to yesterday or last week, last year, and know what was tweeted, how many people tweeted, and look at my analytics. That's something that you can't do. No, no, exactly. And I mean, it is. Um, 
we, we regret that there is that wait. When you sign up an account, it does take a few days for us to populate the data. Mm -hmm. um, we do our best to explain that, and it is a limitation uh, of the Twitter and the Facebook APIs because of the way we use the public APIs to aggregate data hourly, and they don't, they don't provide that hourly data historically. But yes, as soon as we have your data in the system and we're tracking the account, you can go back to any, any day um, from the, the moment that you added that account to, to Twitspread. So there's lots of people that have used that to compare month over month, you know, what's been happening. And then that CSV file will just grow, and you can always get a, the full historical data that Twitspread has on file for your account. That's incredible. Okay, so let's talk about uh, users and price and how you guys decided to scale that out. Um, you have a free you, so so Twitch you have a free version uh, that people can use for both Twitter and Facebook. Which right. I think well, there's, there's some changes. It's funny that we're having this call this afternoon because we're actually launching changes to the pricing page um, later today. So, <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> we're all prepared for this interview. You probably knew you know what our pricing plans are, and now I'm just going to change everything. No. Um, <laughs> So here's, but, but I mean, this is this is an important note for for other startups in, in technology and, and the way in which you launch from your beta to a, to a full product, right? We, um, so yes, you're correct. We, when we launched, we we allow we allowed everybody, and you still can right now, you know, add your Facebook pages. But we had a lot. I mean, everybody added Facebook pages. In fact, Facebook is becoming even more popular than Twitter in some areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Now. There is there is a pretty substantial cost to tracking Facebook pages because we're tracking every post and every liker and commenter post. So what we've done is the plan has changed um, in, in, in a couple of ways. So the free version now allows you one Twitter account, but no Facebook okay. pages. But we've introduced a new plan for $10 a month. And what you get for that is the competitive tracking and Facebook pages. Okay. So we've taken the competitive tracking and brought it down to the $10 plan, and then the Facebook page brought it up to the $10 plan. So okay. We're going to grandfather in everybody who's, who's currently got their Facebook pages set up. But um, because Facebook pages are they're really more of a business, business operation, and for that $10, we are going to provide the competitive tracking, and we, we track a lot of data around your page, and Facebook... Um, I know the users probably don't care about this, but Facebook has a very slow API system. Um, the responses are, un are unfortunately quite slow, and so it's difficult to make sure that everything is – we have to keep everything on time, right? We don't want to miss an hour of data. We keep everything really accurate. Mm -hmm. So that's the, way mm -hmm. the, yeah, that's the way the plans are changing as of, um, as of today. Incredible. Okay, so well, I guess I was going to ask what's new and what's coming up. You already told me. Uh, yeah. There's something, no, coming, up that I would love. There's something huh? coming up that I'd love to show you in, in about two weeks. And it's something I don't think that any other tool is doing right now. Um, do you mind if I, if I mention it here? I know it's probably Absolutely. Absolutely. Go for it. So, so what we're able to, because we've been tracking all the likers and commenters on all the posts, and you can do competitive tracking of any Facebook page out there. We can tell you who is the biggest brand champion of Red Bull or of Lululemon or of the Yankees or, like, you name it. We can track that page, or, like, anybody can. And what we're doing now is adding all those people that like and comment on your posts so that you can say, out of my, you know, one million fans, 
who are the 800 people that like and comment the most every month? Wow. So that's not for your own page to figure out who your own champions are, and then we allow you to drill into their profiles to see are they male, female, what language do they speak, um, what kind of activity have they had with your page in the past. Like, we can warn you if you are losing highly engaged people, maybe you're changing your content, and we can tell you that these people were highly engaged last month, but not, not this month. And mm. then you can look at your competitors and say, who are their biggest champions? Who should I be marketing to? How should I be targeting my Facebook ads? Because it's not necessarily who your fans are. It's who are the most engaged fans. So that feature is going to be rolling out in a few weeks, and we're just we're really excited about it. Oh, my gosh. So am I. I can't wait to begin using them. This is awesome. Okay, well, you guys kick ass. You guys rock. I mean, it's just, you know, I can't, I can't uh, uh, tell people enough that this is, if you're in business uh, or even if you're at play, and you want, even if you just want this thing just for a popularity contest, this social analytics uh, and metrics, this is it. Twitch Sprout is, I think, one of the greatest things since sliced bread. Now, you guys obviously have to, you know, stay up on this and you have to, you know, stay competitive because once you're out, you're, you know, you're already out. So now people are the competitors trying to one-up you. So I'm sure you know how that goes, right? You're no longer a quiet, kept secret in the dorm room, you know? <laughs> no, exactly. And it's not even like you have a choice anymore. You, um, If you have a Facebook page, I mean, others can track that activity. So, um, so, but you can too. So it's kind of a two, it's a two-way street. You got to get involved. Yeah, you do, and, and it, it's great because it really levels the playing field. It, yeah, it absolutely does. Exactly. A newcomer to the market can track some of the biggest players and say, what are they doing? You know, how should I be setting my standards? Absolutely. Oh, I absolutely love this. This is great. Dan, here's what I want you to do. I want you to come back on the show and let me know some of the new things and hot things that you guys are doing, and I'll keep in contact with you and letting you know how things are working on my end with Twitch Sprout and uh, giving uh, giving the people some great information uh, and some cutting edge, uh, cutting edge news uh, as it relates to Twitch Sprout and social metrics. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'll be sure to do that. And I'd like to say I love this new section of your show on technology profiles. We'll be keeping an eye on it here. So I um, really like what you're doing with that. Excellent. Thank you so much. And you, you, you're going to be up there, so uh, get ready. <laughs> All right, my friend. I thank you so much for being on the show. Have a phenomenal day. Uh, keep cranking out the code, and uh, we'll be talking soon. You got it. All right. All the best. Thanks again for having me. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.